Um, what are we doing? Uh, a podcast, Carrion Crawler. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to read. We have a new uh, listener mail. Oh, great. Okay. Casey is crawling inside the fan. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring up the the Monster Manual Mash official email. Are you you've been recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. I've been recording since halfway through the Pepsi thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you you got the important points. I think so. Yeah. So uh, Brian McKellar writes regarding uh, the Boulette mm-hmm. episode and the past like three episodes where i've gone back to talk about the names of things <laughs> he and his group pronounced it boule like this the the, the oh the soft, yeah the That's, soft t's yeah that kind of the silent t's i never thought of that and it looks sort of it seems kind of obvious looking back right because that's kind of that would a, be an option yeah that sounds french right it does and yeah. if you go with the french it's a small ball of beef and that's the only uh use of that word and that exists yeah. in the real world, so that kind of makes sense. And in his Dark Sun game, an NPC has tamed one as a mount and given it the ability to fly. And uh, oh, an NPC. Okay, so Brian himself has right. done this. Okay, <laughs> has tamed one as a mount and given it the ability to fly in order to kill a Paul Cleveland at a time of his choosing. So. Yeah. If you don't know who Paul is, uh, he's you're going to need player. one of those to get Paul. <laughs> yeah. Is do you? I've never I, played I, with him. I think so. I would guess. You would guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's justified. It sounds like it's it had to happen. Uh, so he's just using a flying shark, a flying land shark, in order to kill uh, a player character at a time of the DM's choosing. Well, he just says kill Paul Cleveland. <laughs> Doesn't say if it's his character or not. Important distinctions in wording. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's another NPC in the game that is not played by whatever character Paul Cleveland is playing, and this NPC is just also named Paul Cleveland. He's going meta with the names. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, best of luck out there. Yeah, stay safe. Flying shark. Uh, that's like a the escalation of like the the giant shark movies. Yeah, we saw the one with Jason Statham versus. The Meg. The Meg, yeah. The Megalodon that the, he's like he's gonna have to like split kick in the face somehow. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna somehow kill the shark by driving aggressively. <laughs> by driving a miniature yeah. European sports car. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Flying shark, how uh how B movie do you wanna get? That's pretty B movie. That is. That also like it's like eventually the tremors, the graboids start flying in the tremors movies. Right there you go. Right. So there's it's inevitable. Eventually, tunneling monsters become flying. It gets bored. Monsters. It yeah. gets boring. Yeah. Well, we have another kind of tunneling monster in this. It's one. true. We do. <laughs> yeah. We're dealing with the carrion crawler. It's one of the most heinous of the tunneling monsters, I think. Heinous? Yeah. Why how, Why is it more heinous than the others? Let's, look at it. It's totally heinous. <laughs> <laughs> its heinousness is self-evident. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it is, it looks like a, a chubby caterpillar worm larva with a face. Yeah. And multiple legs and a beard of tentacles. Mm-hmm. Grabbing tentacles uh, just below a toothy mouth, globe eyes. Yeah. Not globe eyes. They're like lima bean. Yeah, they're definitely like lima bean. Lima bean. 
like shaped eyes and it's got these 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 antenna that point backwards i don't know what those do for speed yeah for sleekness yeah uh it is a pretty dynamic looking illustration and looks like it's coiling and it has just dodged something and is going to strike you in a moment Mm -hmm. yeah um it's kind of a boring color but it's an underground uh scavenger worm thing so you can forgive that yeah you could make yours any color you want though yeah well i want to kind of talk about the creature and then i wanted right. to show or at least talk about the previous illustrations yeah. because they're they're pretty rad but for this one what we got here in this book this is monster manual mash we talk about monsters if you're still listening and you've never listened to the podcast before i don't know why you did that but this is what we do here we talk about monsters in the fifth edition monster manual who they are why they are what they make you think uh, how they can make me and Wes giggle. Mm-hmm. And the carrion crawler, they scour putrid flesh from carcasses and gobble the slimy bones that remain. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent single sentence uh, description. Yeah. It's good. It's evocative. Yes. Is imagery. Yes. Slimy bones. Great. They aggressively attack any creature that trespasses on their territory or disturbs their feasting. And that gives you their motive and a suggested encounter and how to use them kind of all wrapped up in one go yeah they are carrion eaters they follow the scent of death to find food but they prefer not to compete with other scavengers uh i think that kind of interferes with the previous two sentences yeah like um i and also like the notion that they uh yeah exactly the previous two sentences that they 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 aggressively attack any creature that trespasses but um, it could be that they don't, they don't like instigate. Like if something else is eating a corpse, they're not going to go take that corpse. But if something has to take its corpse, it. yeah, they're not going to be the instigator. They're not going to be the one that lays siege. But they defend their territory. Yeah, but I guess like if that's their spot, I guess I don't know. I was thinking about right? them this being like defensive and not area. offensive, but but it, yeah. they they aggressively attack any creature that trespasses on their territory or disturbs their feasting. Yeah, right. So you're kind of asking for two different. That sounds a lot to me like competing with other scavengers. Yeah. 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 Like, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of, I was going to defend the book, but I think I'm on board with you now. <laughs> like, unless you, if you go word, uh, like the letter of the word is they won't scare or fight anything off of food, but once it's eating food, it will fight you off. And it will defend its territory, but I guess if it's out of its territory, it it will try to avoid right. a fight. Yeah, but so that if, is like unnecessarily complex. If you want to, if you want to get in on some of that corpse, you just got to get there before it starts eating it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's got a weird like OCD about about yeah. what it can and can't do. Or maybe it has a weird sense of honor. Okay, I don't know. We could go, we could go there. Yeah. Well, the thing is about the carrion crawlers. It's pretty. Uh, it has an identity and a kind of niche in the imagination and in, in the world of the game yeah, and how to use it. But uh, it's kind of plain and simple. There's not much uh, depth to it. it kind of sacrifices depth for like how universal it can be. Yeah. You can kind of stick it anywhere in any dungeon anyways. Uh, so you can come up with stuff like that. Alternate takes. There's a, uh, oh man, there's a, I haven't thought about it in a while and I can't quite remember it, but there's a good, um, blog called False Machine. Okay, talks about D and D stuff. And long ago, the author wrote a post about the Trilobite Knight, who's like a Precambrian 
uh like yeah uh a, a trilobite who yeah. like fights for the coming civilization or something is it tri- like that. i always said trilobite trilobite okay yeah sorry no yeah that's we got to nip that in the bud before someone else writes in you can close your emails <laughs> we got it um so the trilobite knight trilobite knight yeah. yeah who's like i think somehow for some reason the only creature in prehistory who can kind of sense the coming of like order and justice and civilization and fights the rest of its world holding on to this idea in its mind even though it is exactly it is like a trilobite yeah so there's uh there are examples of noble insects if you want to like, make a weird carrion crawler who has like a code of chivalry about what it will and won't eat and when yeah yeah totally you have to kind of make it speak english in order to have that be well no you either have to have the pcs figure out the behavior mm-hmm. the in the carrion crawlers the chivalry crawlers uh code of conduct yeah yeah because they like, discover it, it. You'd have to, it would sort of depend on the players like wanting to learn more about its behavior and trying to do like an insight <laughs> check on it. Like you have your, mm-hmm. your, your paladin, whoever is going to be good at that, your cleric be like, I want to just look at it and like figure out like, what does it want? What does it want? And right. like you kind of stare at it in its weird like lima bean eyes and you can just sort of see that it has like a, <laughs> it has like a sense of like duty about mm-hmm. what it's doing and it like, it, it like understands its place in the world and is, uh, like kind of kind of appreciates what it is i don't know you could you could do it that way but that hinges on people seeking that information out yeah i can't imagine i mean and like i can't imagine but often what's going to happen is they're going to look at it this horrifying insect thing and and kill it yeah (laughs) as fast as they can the stare in the eye is like oh i I need to kill this thing that's what yeah i don't see them i mean you could you'd have to do some you have to make it really worthwhile for someone to investigate that kind of thing. Yeah. But the carrion crawler, as stated here, is really animalistic and uh, just trying to go for the food. So let's forget about the, the inconsistencies in the in the actual, <laughs> in the first few lines. So you can, you can forgive that. Like I think later on it says something about how they crawl, they have like spider climb which just means that it can crawl on ceilings and oh, walls. Oh, yeah. So it t- it says that they like they crawl around dungeons, but they crawl around on the ceiling, so they avoid all the other scavengers below. Okay. So yeah, so they're opp- opportunistic. Yeah. Yeah. So it okay. could be as simple as that. So like when they choose to go after something, they're aggressive, but they generally yeah. avoid... Like if they're just going around their business, yeah. making their rounds, getting their coffee or whatever, they don't yeah. pick fights. <laughs> but if you're on their turf, I don't know. You can make it do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, basically is what it's pretty saying. much. Um, caves, sewers, dungeons, forested marshes, uh, battlefields, and cemeteries. They roam on the hunt, tentacles probing the air for scent of blood or decay. They scurry across the ceiling. Yeah, there you go. They avoid contact with other name brand scavengers. <laughs> uh, they are patient predators. They follow light sources from a distance for hours, hoping to pick up the scent of blood. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Following light. Most of the subterranean dwellers in the book, a lot of them anyways, have like aversions to light and aversions to sunlight in particular. Yeah, but that that's where this one's food comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool, because then that... Uh, 
going back to the like ecological obsession of the original authors. Yeah. Um, there you go. That Perfect. also that gives you a really good reason not to have a fire when your party is camping at night because if you light a fire or like have lights with you, you're just going to draw all the carrion crawlers. Yeah, that makes that forces an interesting decision. I mean, you'd have to know that. Yeah. You'd have to know that the light is what's guiding, is what's bringing them to you. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe it happens once, and then that's the 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 issue with that dungeon or that area is that you gotta keep the lights out, or else you get swarmed with carrion crawlers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's good. Then you have to decide whether or not it's worth it to use uh, torches and yeah. campfires and stuff. Yeah, mitigated largely by uh, all kinds of things can see in the dark. But right, <laughs> you know, other than, if it's but all yeah, humans, but like like you said, you'd have to like play up. The fact that this particular area or this dungeon or whatever is especially crawling with carrion crawlers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I think that also, uh, depending on how you are building the the encounter or dungeon or whatever, you could do carrion crawlers as just like wandering monsters or kind of like scattered throughout yeah. um, and operating like that. Or you could do, I also pictured like a, like a kind of survival horror dungeon where mm-hmm. it's like it's mostly unpopulated but it's kind of crumbling so the terrain is dangerous yeah but kind of stalking you and you like know what's stalking you because yeah. you've seen it but it's keeping its distance is a carrion crawler like trying to like sniff you out over yeah. the course of the whole adventure so you have to be pretty low level because it's not very yeah challenging but you could be like i forget the name of it but there's i don't know if it's an actual movie or just like the an amalgamated uh story the amalgamated stories I've heard of uh, uh, bears stalking people, right <laughs> in the in the forest or something, because yeah. they stalk you for hours. They will yeah. if if they're interested, they will like they won't leave you alone. Yeah, well, because bears will persistence hunt, right? But that's yeah. interestingly that's what you could do, like because that's what humans did for like most of uh, human like biological human history, uh, yeah. like for most of prehistory. Um, for the longest amount of time, uh, uh, anatomically modern humans were persistence hunters, which meant that you would just find a deer or whatever and start following it, like at like a brisk sprint, and like it can sprint away from you, no problem, but you just keep tracking it. And then for like three to four days, you just never stop following it until <laughs> yeah. it collapses from exhaustion, and then you just kill it with your hands and then walk it back to where all the rest of the people you're hunting to feed are. Yeah. And that's how you do it. So for humans are terrifying to animals when we were persistence hunters also now, but like, it's just <laughs> like, reasons. we're like these, these weird like terminators, you know? Yeah. Um, so you could do that with the carrion crawlers. You could have them persistence hunt the party and they're just slowly following them. They're easy to outrun, maybe make them a bit slower, but they, they don't stop following you. These like yeah. weird, creepy giant worms kind of creep into your campsite. Totally. At night. That's a good, uh, beards. Yeah, that's a good way to increase the the horror. Yeah, make it more of a big deal. Yeah, because you can't just do the standard like here's a map, here's uh, D four carrying crawlers in this corner, eating bones for whatever reason, yeah. and then you have to fight them Slimy or drive bones. them off somehow. Yeah, but if you wanted to up that, make treat them like an underground bear. Yeah, or an underground human, <laughs> an underground prehistoric human. Yeah, yeah, you are the gazelle. What else does it say? Set up ambushes by waiting around blind corners, uh, despite their great size, because they're large, large size, so they're big guys. Um, yeah, that's a classic blind corner T junction or something. Yeah, uh, they're really they're really meant uh, in 
they do well in like traditional dungeons i think yeah there's like pit traps there's lots of uh like five foot wide corridors where movement is kind of funneled yeah you have limited choices you have choice but you have limited choices about where to go like do you avoid the carrion crawlers they are good for wandering monster tables because there used to be the rule and it's probably in the dmg um as an optional thing where you would roll and counter checks every 10 minutes or so um or like every 10 minutes depending on the the place every so often and especially after fighting i think there's a rule in the original in the ad and d rules where like after an encounter you have to roll on a wandering monster chart to see if anything else heard the fight and then oh, it starts coming right so like one yeah. fight can potentially if you are strictly following the rules turn into like a uh an, like an endless fight just because, all these people bumping into the same like battlefield it's like yeah, hey yeah. what's going on over there well, <laughs> people are fighting let's pick a side exactly <laughs> yeah i gotta feel something hey, you about guys this. fighting over there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, because yeah, yeah, a lot of dungeons were like heavily populated, mm-hmm. and they had like small, <laughs> small groups, lots of small groups with yeah. like relationships to each other that you would encounter and like would have to interact with. And as like a follow up fight, it would make sense that there'd be like a squad of carrion crawlers, with, like, "Hey, some stuff died over here. It's ours now." And then you just like, "Oh, we finally killed those monsters." Well, and then yeah, then something else hears you and just and like, the, "What's going on in this thread?" Yeah. And they think they have to fight you off for the things you just killed. Yeah, yeah unless you, you want to negotiate, but like that's then that's the whole game. That often was like the whole people would spend like whole campaigns in a single dungeon. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. Just kind of rolling with like the story that unfolded when you were trying to play factions off each other and survive and dupe and, yeah. and cheat your way to survival. <laughs> and then find like loopholes in the uses of a couple different spells to get through a thing yeah, you're supposed to get and, through. Like, and that's and, like, kind of the most fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like the base that's kinda how it was and still is. Yeah. In these simple dungeons. So the carrying crawler is great. Yeah. Because um, you don't have to come up with a lot of the other creatures and things are like heavily themed so you kind of have to plan ahead of time why like a cambion is somewhere yeah and you need to come up with a whole personality and like wants and desires like individual ones you know and like yeah pretty often like like, come up with a voice and like a way it would talk and uh you know but with a carrion crawler it it would probably just make gnashing sounds and then want to yeah you just have to do your best uh like creepy yeah thing your creepy <laughs> insect roar does it say anything else oh it's got a poison oh yeah when facing potential prey or intruders it uses its poison it goes rigid with paralysis and the carrion crawler wraps it with its tentacles and drags it away to a high ledge or isolated passageway where it can be killed safely it then resumes patrolling its territory while waiting for its meal to ripen so that's pretty gross mm-hmm. and that is uh good tactics and a good indication of like things you can put in a dungeon to hint at the existence of a carrion crawler yeah or like hint at the ecology of it because you can have like a, a half putrefied corpse of something else that yeah. lives in there kind of like tucked away in an alcove yeah 
And that's a good that's a good way to handle the like oh man accidentally accidental total party wipeout in this dungeon with this thing. Do we want to figure out a way to make this keep going? Well, everybody could wake up in like a, uh, a carrion crawler cocoon. Is the carrion crawlers went off to go find more bodies and then ah uh, yes you could, you could wake up there. The 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 Frodo yeah in the net yeah like a <laughs> treat, come up with the like carrion a, crawler a like pithy the, way of saying that yeah. What's that spider's name? Do you she remember? Love, she love. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Emily. Yeah. Uh, totally. Sure. If the carrion crawler does that, right, just to, to wipe a party. Because here's the thing: I don't really. Well, buy anything it. could have killed the party, right? But then the carrion right. crawlers show up later. I see. Show up later, um, and and carry away what it thought was carrion. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really. This is this kind, this kind of bugs me. This kind of thing. So it's got a paralysis poison, mm-hmm. and it 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 says that they poison you and they paralyze you and they drag you away and kill you to eat you later, right? Yeah. But the poison itself, so you have to make a saving throw, and if you fail, you're paralyzed. But you get to keep making one at the end of every turn. Oh, right. And when you succeed, then you're not paralyzed anymore. Yeah. Which like. Uh, Statistically, you're gonna get unparalyzed. Unlike in a the couple second, of seconds. unlike the second, yeah. if you fail the first one, your likelihood of succeeding on the second roll yeah. is pretty high. Yeah, on average, I think. Yeah, that's a b- bigger deal if you're like actively fighting them, which usually you would be. Yeah, if you're totally. Yeah, then, then you're yeah. then you're just down for like one round, one or two yeah. rounds, sometimes three, maybe yeah. if you're, and then onwards if you're way unlucky. But the idea of it actually dragging away prey doesn't make any sense because it would have to bite you do the poison and then on the next like two turns or whatever has to pick you up and take you somewhere safe and like everything it's gonna things are gonna wake up yeah no matter what it takes away if it takes more than like a couple rounds to get to where it wants to take you and then kill you spend the rounds it has to take killing you while you're making saving throws you're gonna wake up and fight it yeah and it's got a limit. Is, is there a limited amount of time it can poison people? Like, or can it do it as many times no, as it, it wants? No, it can keep doing it. Okay, but you're still making saving throws the whole time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, like, it's actually this <laughs> is a thing a criticism of fifth edition in general. It is like, uh, it's not really that deadly. Yeah. For characters, the monsters yeah. um, are kind of if you follow this this like strictly the challenge rating per level what's a deadly encounter what's a hard encounter whatever it's pretty uh leans pretty heavily in the characters mm-hmm. uh side of things so it's going to take a lot to actually kill them yeah so yeah. i would recommend i don't know doing something to that to make it a little more deadly yeah if you're like level 1 though that'd be a pretty scary scary it would dude. but it doesn't satisfy my my vision yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, because if it's gonna kill, if it's gonna paralyze something and drag it away, it has to like last a little while. Yeah, right? totally. And there's no it has to be guaranteed to last a little while. Otherwise, it would be yeah. a pointless. And there's no mechanical way to make that happen unless you give it like it takes a reaction any time the thing it's hold, holding twitches, it bites it again to paralyze it again to sure. try That's to keep it way. paralyzed. Yeah. And then Force so more... if you just imagine it's like constantly like putting more paralyzing poison into it as it's killing it. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Cause the idea, but um, that seems like a, that seems very charitable <laughs> to well, give well, it that. That's right? a change you can make. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing you, you as the runner runner of the game can like implement. Right. Yeah. And it does make, yeah. 
sense and is in keeping with the original spirit of the carrion crawler because mm-hmm. uh in the ad and monster manual which i didn't bring but uh it's not very different from this except that it kind of details the fact that that paralysis poison is like kind of oozing from the tentacles themselves right and it used to hit you, you'd roll eight times to represent each tentacle, like, wailing <laughs> on you, which is, like, super deadly, I think. Yeah. Um, so it actually, it has a pretty high, I was kind of flipping around, I think it has a pretty high attack bonus Yeah. for being a challenge rating two, and I think it's to represent, like, the ball of tentacles, like, how many, how easy it is for it to hit you. Yeah. It just um, flails you know, its beard at you. Yeah it, won't, yeah, it won't do much damage, but it'll it'll slime you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't know. I don't do something, do something to it to make it a bit more deadly. I think. Yeah, because it's not carrying anyone away. Yeah, it can also bite you, but that's not terribly exciting. No, and it doesn't like it would. It would be easier if when it paralyzed you, would also automatically grappled you. Maybe. Yeah. Because then you could have, uh, trying to picture the environment you put it in, especially because it's a large creature, um, if it's going down hallways and things, it's going to be slow because it's larger than the hallway. Yeah. I think, I always get my addition rules messed up, but I think it has to move like half speed if it's squeezing through a, a tunnel or something. Something like that, yeah. But what if it had like, what if there was like a hole in the wall that it, that it, got you from right? yeah like lunged out of because it's kind of a tubular body so it could like just sit there and then lunge out and then grab you and then pull you back in through like a little hole yeah where it's got its weird little layer that's not set up for you to move around because this it can spider yeah climb, you have to so like crawl in there you have, to like, you have to like fight it on your stomach yeah or something. and like it makes sense for it to travel through these like weird elbows but like when you're in there it's like the, it's the worst the being ass. trapped in a cave spelunking thing because it's like this weird place where you got to squeeze through and there's a, a giant maggot monster after you yeah exactly or it's trying you. to run away from you and your friend is like trapped in its jaws or whatever <laughs> yeah that would be good. Make yeah. it more like make it really uh, like duck out of there once it grabs mm-hmm. something. Cause it's not gonna yeah. it's not gonna stick around. The thing I don't like about saying it's aggressively attacking any creature that trespasses yeah. on its territory is that it's too easy to make it something that'll just fight to the death. Yeah, totally. And I think especially the more like animalistic monsters should be thinking seriously about just like how best to get what they want and what yeah. they want is food and not mm-hmm. to fight to the death yeah they're it. just doing like prisoners dilemmas all the time <laughs> like, animals are re- like animals are pretty good at game theory right. they're really good exactly. at uh uh gauging whether well no they're probably not really good at it but they they have an instinct for gauging whether or not they should they think of, that's like one away. of the main things they think about all the time yeah how yeah. much energy to put into this that's risks like versus rewards real big part of what their brains are doing mostly yeah right yeah yeah, make it a little more sly, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I talked about the illustration a little bit, but I'm, you should look up um, the carrion crawler on the, what is this? The Forgotten Realms Wiki. Because, and you at home should do this as well, because in the, if you go to the entry for carrion crawler, there's a picture of it. But it also has tabs showing you the illustration of it from every edition back to first. Oh, great. And there is a world of difference. So if you, fifth edition, you see the one we just talked about. It's like a brown tube slug with a tentacle beard. 
it's like pretty vicious kind of dynamic but it's kind of to me it's kind of boring um fourth edition is the best do you are you do you have the window yeah, up I'm just here? just opening this up right now okay Fourth edition is like a nightmare. Oh my god! <laughs> Fourth edition is a nightmare. It is like an. Uh, there's something about the physicality of it because it's a tube, but it's like a rectangular tube. Yeah, it's the man, which is really odd, but also great. It's to me that's a subtle nod to having it run around in tunnels. Yeah, because it's now shaped like it's like evolved. To it's shaped live like a tunnel in dungeon. artificial, yeah. like man-made structures. Yeah, um, and its feet uh, are just like pointed nails or something. Yeah, they look like weird, like ogre fingers. <laughs> just like this row of yeah. these giant, grotesque. Oh, fingers. I see. Yeah, they look like toes or something. Yeah, they're toes. They're all just yeah. toes. It doesn't have feet. It has toes. And it's got uh, like crazy, crazy teeth, jaws, mouth. It's got. Weird uh, eye stalks, like a slug. I really like the eye stalks. Look around independently. Yeah. Uh, the beard of tentacles looks really uh, like uh, it's not like integrated into the overall creature mm-hmm. to make it look natural. It's like they're just kind of sticking out where, of where its neck would be. Yeah. And it makes it look weird and frightening, even more so than if they had like really tried to make it like it's kind of seamless in the fifth edition. Yeah. Image, like it here, looks it looks more like the, there'd be it's a, natural yeah it looks like, like it could, that, it's you know? like yeah yeah but this is just like they've nope they are tentacles coming out of its chin and the rest of it is different yeah so that's my favorite one that's i think the one she used the fourth edition picture yeah that's 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 great the third edition one is is good also it's kind of like a it's kind of like a looks like a younger version of the fourth edition one it does yeah <laughs> it's cuter almost west likes kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is cuter it is cuter i think just because it's smaller even the scale of it is is smaller because it's got fourth edition there are there are human skulls in the picture to give you a sense of scale yeah and, uh foreboding third edition you see the scale because it's crawling on bricks so it looks it's much smaller yeah if those are the size of normal bricks so you can't worry about as much second edition totally different thing yeah it is uh, even more naturalistic than the fifth edition one. It looks just like an insect. It looks like an insect made. The one, the interesting thing about it is that it's, uh, it looks kind of just like a caterpillar, except it looks like it's um, supposed to be walking on only the the one end. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have legs in the midsection. Yeah, so kind of kind like of an meant... inchworm, right? But this is it just rearing up. But it's like always like that. <laughs> it's just kind of, yeah, it's just always it, standing yeah. up. What if it's an upright uh, insect? What if it's oh. like 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 how humans back in the day when we first started walking on two feet, yeah. probably while we were endurance hunting, maybe this insect has recently evolved to mostly also and stand on like it's weird end they're big too so that would be that'd be pretty intimidating yeah you know? it's just kind of loping it, it towards still you. scuttles towards you yeah yeah and it's got a face full of tentacles but they're coming out of its like nose section so it actually looks like an insect that could exist yeah totally and then the first edition one is <laughs> uh not frightening but bonkers yeah it's totally bonkers it's got several several uh identical uh sections Kind of, it looks kind of like a roller coaster. It totally like each, does. Each yeah, one, each section is like a car. Yeah, 
It's got like weird, um, what do you call that? Like pincer feet. Yeah. That don't, they're not sharp. They're just kind of like Muppet legs. Yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> and weird. it is crawling up a wall for the most part. Mm-hmm. And the point of view is like you're in this hallway looking at it and it's, it's not coming at you or anything. You're just kind of watching it walk up a wall, which is like a weird feeling because it's like, uh, it's super dangerous, but the image is just like it doing a weird insect thing. Like it's not. Uh, they just like to not, hang out that way. It's not showing aggression yeah. at you, but it's definitely, you're going to have to decide what to do to like keep going this way. Yeah. And it's got uh, tentacles just coming out of its mouth, it looks like. Yeah, because it just, yeah, that's yeah. all it is. It just grabs and pulls you in and. Yeah. Yeah. So great uh, evolution of illustrations. What it does in each edition is more or less the same. But the illustrations are like pick your favorite because they're all great. You can even, I would even maybe like have all all of them happening. Yeah. Make them all work the same, but you could really confuse players. So those are good. And I was looking up uh, Carrion Beetles. I was trying to find the closest like real world um inspiration for the carrion the carrion crawler mm-hmm. and there's nothing very direct it's just kind of uh it fills a niche that makes sense so yeah it doesn't have yeah. to take from like spe- a specific real world creature yeah carrion beetles uh they're not especially dangerous or there's nothing like sensational about their behavior yeah i can tell i'm sure entomologists find them very fascinating yeah, because they're and the carrion crawlers, they're 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 much more like maggots than anything else. Like they're real world analog to me. Yeah, is yeah, because they're wormy things that eat corpses. But totally, yes. yeah. Yeah, like as far as I know, they're they're no like super dangerous, like maggots that will poison you if you touch the corpse they're trying to eat. Yeah, like the most dangerous maggots I can think of are the ones that bot flies lay. Yeah, in you, but that's more the bot flies deal than the the larva. The larva yeah. is there. Uh, one interesting thing about carrion beetles is that there are a whole uh, bunch of different species of them and forensics analysts can tell how long a body has been dead almost down to the, the hour by yeah. identifying the types of species present in a dead body. Oh, um, I don't know how to turn that into, <clears throat> turn that into a game thing. Oh, so in um uh uh in like some uh like biology labs and stuff like that when they find bones and they have to analyze bones yeah. um like there could be uh, some like a sort of conservationist effort or something they're like we found a dead bear in the woods let's figure out what happened to it and then mm-hmm. later when you like figured out what happened to it you have these bones that you can research later but you got to clean them and so they have these uh beetles that they grow they cultivate them in labs and then they just like put us in the put the bear part or whatever it is you found in this chamber with these beetles and the beetles just clean everything off the bones and so they use these beetles to clean bones for research when there's still stuff on the bones yeah it's the easiest way to like clean it is just to feed a whole bunch of bugs what if there's a giant who's doing that with humans oh my god (laughs) and you get captured by a giant who's studying humans but he just wants human bones and he uses carrion crawlers to clean the human bones there you go yeah a whole dungeon full of carrion crawlers all looking for you in particular yeah that's a good one. Uh, you could have, you could have a, a dungeon that is that is a, like a big ass giant corpse, and mm-hmm. 
the longer you stay, the more uh, like variety of carrion crawler. You have to like probably do some work and make different kinds of carrion crawlers, but you could like have more and more and more scavenger insect things showing up. Yeah, that you can encounter if you go like day one, day two, day three. Yeah. And so the dungeon just gets more and more horrible in yeah. multiple ways the longer you take to do the thing you're doing. And then you have like a CSI giant come and like inspect it <laughs> all unbeknownst to the players. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this isn't useful. Uh, well, maybe you take a guide with you, right? And the guide, for whatever reasons, like studies decaying gigantic things and warns you. like, this. we have three days before this species of monster gets here. Or I don't know. Oh something yeah, like for, that. yeah. Create uh, yeah. some 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 clock. Yeah, ticking clock, and get an exposition NPC. NPC. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I had something about. Oh yeah, uh, tentacles versus antennae. Mm. Um, I think these days the tentacle is is overused. I, I see it. It it turns up especially in games. Yeah. Um, it is. I think kind of over. It's kind of lazy because a tentacle is uh, definitely frightening. Frightening. Um, it's the whole Cthulhu thing. The creatures of the deep. Uh, it's it's it wriggles and it it it's all floppy and it's uh, uh, uh it's sometimes too phallic and it's like gross and like you don't want it. <laughs> Nobody wants it. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it's, it's, it's good that it's here because, um, it really shows you that this isn't just an insect. Cause like insects don't have tentacles. No, like some of them will have like maybe a proboscis and they'll yeah. have like, some of them have like kind of semi prehensile antenna yeah, feelers but, and antennae and yeah, stuff that are like yeah. super sent. They they're not really meant to like grab things. They're yeah, just no. like sensitive. A tentacle, that's a mollusk thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool that it has them, um, I think, because it really reinforces the idea of the dungeon, whatever it is, um, as being like uh, an other place. Yeah. Like this doesn't follow the rules of like nature outside of it. It's got its own set of weird rules. Yeah. 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 You're going down kind of like the abolith, right? The abolith yeah. is kind of a tentacly fish, primordial creature. Yeah. Tentacles on a creature that isn't supposed to have them suggests a different branch of life that has gone on unseen uh, parallel to human beings. Yeah. So it puts a little bit of extra, an extra little spice, the spice of fear um, where if it were a straight up insect, it would, it would probably, they'd probably be like antennae feeler things that would, yeah. that would touch you. Uh, but that is a more straight up insect thing, and it's too terrestrial. Mm -hmm. If you, depending on the setting, like if you uh, uh, are, I don't know, you've got your characters in like the abyss or some 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 like hellish weird other dimension, you could have carrion crawlers, but make their tentacles human arms that stick out of their face. They yeah, grasping dog. human arms. More, <laughs> yeah. more creatures with human parts that uh, really throw you off. Yeah, but they've got they've got like eight human arms coming out of their face, but they're just still giant insect yeah. bugs. You could have so uh, we were talking about how the, especially with the the light the light chasing aspect yeah. and the the square or rectangular appearance of the fourth edition illustration. You could even think about what would be a creature a scavenger who's evolved 
to eat um, inter interloping humans right as like its main thing or like one of its main things or at least like interloping whatevers mm-hmm. it's evolved to live in dungeons uh, and all the different ways predators attract prey mm-hmm. e- as easy as possible so you could w- instead of being tentacles they could be human arms they look like human arms and they would like wave one uh like around a corner yeah to be like hey come here or something <laughs> or like <laughs> i mean i don't think anyone would approach that <laughs> Just, yeah but maybe they would i don't know or maybe it would be funny to like have the creature try to do that and see what how people react or make it look like like an arm that has like a bunch of golden rings on it or something but mm-hmm. it's actually all just like a fake and elaborate uh um evolutionary ruse yeah it's like the angler fishes yeah. like dangling bioluminescent what i wonder what those are called they're like bioluminescent like lures the actual parts yeah what's the the body uh, part know. on an angler fish that is the angler that glows so i just is realized there's the a, angle maybe you just <laughs> call the, the angler? angler yeah i got sidetracked by a by a no it's good because question. that's what you can use yeah. to uh um change the carrion crawler to like be more interesting yeah give it little bioluminescent things like what are those lights over there they look like fairies but it's actually just the tentacle tips of the carrion crawler and then it gets yeah they're trying to draw you what if yeah they could even um uh and this (laughs) this led like gary gaiax and others to make creatures that were like it's a treasure chest except it's just a giant mouth or yeah it's a it looks like a stalactite but it's actually a monster with a face or Mm -hmm. like it looks like the monster itself looks like the floor yeah, <laughs> it's, it's stuff like crap like that, right? Yeah. But uh, if you have a little more subtlety and you're a little more cunning, I'm sure you can make it not as much of an fu. Yeah. So I don't know. I like the idea of it being like make the creature's body or its its tactics really smart, but itself is just kind of a predator, like a a basic predator intelligence yeah. or a basic scavenger intelligence. Like it doesn't, it doesn't maybe know why what it's doing works, mm-hmm. but it's just doing what it does. Yeah, it just it's going on sheer instinct, and it's yeah. Sorry, I just found out the so the the anglerfish <laughs> um uh, uh the lure thing. It's called uh so uh most adult female anglerfish have a luminescent organ called the eschia at the tip of a modified dorsal dorsal ray called the right. illicum or fishing rod. Fishing it's, rod. Yeah, fishing rod or illicum. Illicum. I like illicum. Only the female has it. Well, the males are really tiny. And right. Oh, man. They yeah, absorb into them. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Borrow liberally from anglerfish. Yeah. That's a good way to make everything a little bit creepier and otherworldly, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to wait for a marine monster Yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I don't know. I like that the carrion crawler is it's a simple enough like concept of a monster that you can like do little things to be creative with it. Yeah, certainly in yeah. the spirit of like insects having um like there are a million different species of bee yeah. and ant and they're all very um they basically do the same thing but they're yeah. all extremely like the details are very different and some of them are spectacularly different. So you could do the same with carrion crawlers endlessly, like, especially if you wanted to get a lot of mileage out out of them, yeah, because they would be as scavengers, very present in a lot of lower level dungeons. So change it up. Totally. 
grab weird bits of uh, biology from things like the anglerfish or I don't know, look up like any insect. <laughs> yeah. And do that. Any insect with a larval stage too. They always do weird stuff in their larval stages. Oh yeah, like you the antlion was the larva that yeah. did that, right? Yeah, that's not even like its adult body. That's yeah. just like it goes through a phase as a child. Oh, maybe a carrion it... crawler is a baby antlion. Or... Yeah. Yeah. They're the larval stage of uh, ank eggs? Yes, ank yeah. eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Sold. Yeah. Not that like I don't think any your average player character would care, but, you know, you got to keep yourself amused when you do this. Yeah. I don't know. Have we missed anything about it? It can the see one... in the dark. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. They all they can all do that. They're surprisingly charismatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's not good, it's but not it's, it's, it's... It's more charismatic than it is intelligent. Yeah. Fairly perceptive. I, uh, uh, I wrote something about what carrion eaters in your dungeon imply, mm-hmm. and... I think it's actually kind of stupid and self-evident, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, if you have a carrion, something that eats carrion living in the dungeon, it means that there's like there's a ton of life happening there. Yeah, it's not like a static place, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there has to be in it like it's it's a large monstrosity. It's got to eat a lot of calories. Yeah, somehow. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of talked about modeling it after a bear earlier. Yeah, they also are large. Um, they're predators, but they're like also mostly they try to be. I think for the most part, scavengers as well. They're like totally opportunistic, right? They'll just go for whatever they they'll can. go for. They'll eat, yeah. they'll eat anything. Yeah. Um. So, but they have to have a lot of it. Yeah. And they 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 range far and wide for it. But in a dungeon, it's usually like the range is pretty small. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with like a couple. Depending on to, every dungeon is totally different, but like. Certainly not as big, most of them anyways, not as big as like a bear's range. Yeah. So there has to be lots of things for it to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always the, the, that, that, that could, that could be evidence of like telling you something else about like, oh, hey, wait, this, we thought this tomb was sealed for like ever. There must be like a way in. Yeah. Right? That's a, that's a clever thing you can figure out by the presence yeah, of a carrion crawler. Totally. Yeah. Or, or um, even just like more simple explanations, like, well, this is the only cave, uh, like uh, next to the path, um, and the weather gets real bad around here, so occasionally stuff comes into the cave to hide, just to get eaten by carrion crawlers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know? that's a good one. Yeah, it's like the only shelter you can find, and like, so that's why the carrion crawlers are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take advantage of it. Um, they. Especially at low level, because I think they appear mostly in, in lower level things. It's hard yeah. to have scavengers show up in like later game dungeons. I'm starting like the the Skype game I've been running for a while. Yeah, like level fifteen now, and you can't put like a carrion crawler in a dungeon because it's like they're fighting. They're like on. They're like riding a comet, fighting <laughs> yeah. uh, a dragon made out of uh, like shadows. Yeah, with like super flying boots and things like that like they're not gonna fight a worm or a yeah a, like a thing trying to like just eat his pizza in the corner yeah <laughs> but it's good for setting the example or not setting the example of like showing especially people that are new to the game to show you that there's an underground ecosystem yeah happening yeah uh that the shadow world underneath the world you know 
there's a whole other thing going on. Yeah. You can kind of mo- model it off the jungle. I was thinking of that uh, Werner Herzog quote, uh, the little thing he says um, in one of one of Carl's tracks. <laughs> I used to listen to a bunch. Um, where Werner Herzog, I forget what movie it's from. But it's just him talking about how much he loves the jungle and how it's like right, yeah. overwhelming life, overwhelming fornication, <laughs> overwhelming lack of water, overwhelming death. But I love the jungle. <laughs> uh, like the life is actually overwhelming. It's a place yeah. that's actually very hard. Is this very lack of water is the thing. Uh, there's so much life that it's actually really scarce. But it's on like a, it's a it's balanced on an edge yeah. because there's enough life for everything to feed on each other, yeah. which means everything is working super hard and life is actually very hard to maintain, even though there's yeah. lots of it. Yeah. So a dungeon is with a carrion crawler is probably like that. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a weird, like dark underground jungle full of, of, of monsters instead of plants and animals. Yeah. Right? Or like yeah. where the, the, the lack of water in a jungle is replaced with like, a lack of, uh, like, outside. What would it be like? A lack. It would be, it would be a lack of water for one thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but just like, there's everything is. Uh, there's so much life, but everything's trying to survive and eat each other. That mm-hmm. it's just constantly looking over your shoulder for the thing that's going to get you. Yeah, like being careful of what's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole, like, this, like, weird, like, self, sort of, like, this rotating sort of food chain inside of this dungeon is, like, only kept going because, like, occasionally some people wander in there and, like, yeah, add yeah, external, yeah. add outside energy add to calories. the closed system of chaos inside yeah, of this dungeon. Yeah, so everything is doing its best to try and get you because uh, the the window is very small. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you could have all, and you could have like a pretty complex, like pretty competitive, um, like ecosystem inside a dungeon too, pretty easily. If like some of the monsters kind of in there, some of the stuff went dormant until mm-hmm. food showed up, right? And that's that's kind of one way that I was able to sometimes in my head like rationalize, like why is there a bunch of living things in this underground place that like yeah, how would they survive there? Has been unvisited no forever, right? It was yeah, like, well, yeah, they go into like a torpid, yeah. torpid state. They're like just sea like monkeys. a bear. <laughs> Yeah, sea yeah, monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh the sea monkey bear. Uh brine shrimp, that's what I was thinking of. The Is one? that what sea monkeys are? There's, I know yeah, nothing okay. about sea monkeys. Yeah. They are brine shrimp. Sorry. That was <laughs> They are little shrimp. Right. Yes. Yeah. I knew that. Um something else you can do with them, I think it kind of suggests it. Whenever you kill something, you have to roll to see if a carrion crawler comes to like we were saying, when like yeah. a fight happens, so carrion crawlers are actually uh, attracted to death. Yeah. So even if you kill the carrion crawler, you might attract more carrion crawlers. Yeah. Kind of like how insects, like flies, uh, if you kill a, a female fly, the the scent gland it has for like the sex pheromone, yeah, attracts male flies. So when you like squash it, it actually gets released, which attracts <laughs> male flies. And I think, um. That that's not true of all insects, but like lots of fly species, this is true of. So when oh, you man. kill, like deer fly, you actually attract more deer flies. That's so weird and dark. 
I'm yes. glad that the male flies can't appreciate the fact that they were just like chemically lured to a smashed corpse when they finally get there. <laughs> that they're just flies and they don't really care. Hopefully not. Too much. Well, I don't <laughs> Hopefully know. They yeah. Don't, uh, Hopefully not. I don't know. I'm not a fly. That fate. I have no idea what they feel, but I have a feeling that they deal with the way that their lives just yeah, are. I'm sure. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they know about it. But imagine carrion collars worked like that. Yeah. They were attracted to. And then what if they knew? Oh my God, horrible. Yeah. What if there were like noble carrying crawls going back to the one with like the coat of honor that was like, it was like, uh, Petunia, Petunia, <laughs> is that you? I smell your, your lovely scent upon the wind. Oh my God, Petunia. <laughs> Unha- no. Yeah, then but then you would need a way bad. for people to understand the carrion crawlers. But you can figure out like a wizard did it kind of way of making that happen. Oh yeah, you could find like yeah. uh, some dead safari guy <laughs> skeletonized in a pith helmet with like a book all about the carrion crawler yeah <laughs> day 39 of my <laughs> yeah i've learned its name is petunia <laughs> <laughs> apparently they can just straight up speak english and yeah. emote <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's about it for me yeah i don't i don't have too much more for that one that's a good one. What color do you think this should be? I like the green one in the fourth edition illustration. Yeah, it's good. Green's always a good dungeon color. Yeah. The gray-brown one here is like, yeah, kind of realistic, I guess. Things that live underground are generally colorless, but like, uh, it's kind of, it's more evocative yeah. and weird. And and there's already a purple worm, so we don't want to confuse people. Yeah. By making other worms purple. Can't You can't touch purple. All right. Uh the the tube that paralyzes next time <laughs> centaurs half man half horse all man <laughs> uh goodbye good night <laughs>set up now just I talking if to the they microphone purposely like could that be a viral marketing campaign to purposefully litter the world with uh spent cans yeah to that's... make it look like people are <laughs> drinking it that that could be it yeah because that'd and be it's... cheap to produce right totally yeah oh well, yeah the for packaging pepsi. for pepsi yeah. it's like yeah it's ridiculous and it might it might just be like viral marketing for pepsi it has nothing to do with britney spears that's just to turn it into a talk piece so that people are talking about pepsi <laughs> well they'd have to She'd have to be involved somehow, otherwise her likes wouldn't be allowed to be used. Yeah. So she's definitely involved somehow, or less. But maybe just in licensing her likeness. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get to the bottom yeah. of this. I don't know. I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, I don't know. what That's uh, Where has them for sure? OMG has oh, okay. tons of those. With her face, there's gotta be a, something yeah. printed on it that says uh, Britney Spears... The official flavor of 2018 or something I, yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Or they just renamed the regular Pepsi flavor something 
like oops it's it's Pepsi again i don't know i don't know I won't, I oops you drank it that. again yeah something uh i don't know <laughs> toxic <laughs> um yeah well i'll get back to you on that when i find the answers 